and welcome back to the Beginners SEO Podcast by me, Phoebe Gill, the owner of The Plan Success, an SEO boutique consultancy for corporate clients and also small businesses. If you're a small business, i.e. a one-person army, or maybe you're a solo marketing team, this is the podcast for you to grow your website with SEO, get more sales, get more leads, all with the wonderful magic that is SEO. Okay, let's jump right in. Today's episode is all about technical SEO. And as always on this podcast, I'm going to try and remove as much of the jargon as possible to make it easy to understand. Because I think with SEO, one of the things that puts people off is that there can be a lot of sort of technical words in there, or and some of them are kind of made up as well. Like people honestly tend to make up concepts. I was telling a friend about this yesterday, how on LinkedIn, when I see other SEO sort of specialists talking, I swear to God, sometimes they just seem to have made up a concept or they'll <laughs> use one SEO concept and then probably looks like they're typing into Google, you know, synonym for this word and trying to use the word that sounds more complicated. And I don't know why. Is it because you want to look more intelligent or you want to make it look like SEO is more complicated? I don't know. But um, I think also industries like investment as well does this as well. I think, yeah, I guess it's all because if you keep the barrier to entry as high as possible, it means you can charge more. Um, But I'm not about that. I want to help as many people as possible. So today we're going to talk about what is technical SEO, why is technical SEO, and some beginner technical SEO things you can do on your website to help your SEO sort of or your website move up in the rankings. Okay, so first of all, what is technical SEO? Now, technical SEO basically refers to any sort of activity on your website that isn't to do with your content, the way it looks. Although, kind of, no, let's keep it simple. It's all to do with the back end and how Google bots crawl your website. So, all to do with the back end, basically, and nothing to do with how it looks. Notice I did sort of hesitate there when I said nothing to do with how it looks. And that's because there are certain aspects of technical SEO um, that do sort of, I guess, overlap with your website's appearance. Things like, for instance, making your website mobile friendly. How does it look on a mobile screen? Um, Are the images too big for your mobile screen? Or perhaps they're sort of jumping all over the place. Um, Things like that, which do come under technical SEO, but they also are sort of how your website looks. In fact, I think a better way of explaining technical SEO is to say it's nothing to do with your content. It's nothing to do with the words on your website, and it's everything to do with optimizing your website for search engine robots or crawlers. We want them to be able to crawl your website lovely and sleekly. Imagine, I always use the analogy of a clean house versus a dirty house or, you know, like a hoarders, you know, hoarders, that TV show, um, a house like that, full of stuff. We don't want that. We want a nice, clean, sleek, organized house that robots can come in and see where everything is, understand what, what everything is as well. And that will enable the bots to understand your website and place it in the correct rankings. It also indicates to bots, if you've got a lovely, clean, sleek website, that your website is of high quality, therefore as well, pushing it up the rankings. Um, Speed as well does come under technical SEO. uh, And that again comes down to user experience. Your bots want to be able to enter the house quickly as opposed to having to wait, you know, 10 seconds outside of the door for the door to open. 
So that's kind of technical SEO in simple terms. And that's also why it's important as well. Because if your website, aren't, if your pages aren't accessible to Google, um, then they're not going to be able to appear in search ranks for a, for a start. So if Google bots can't crawl through your website, imagine if your house is so cluttered with, you know, your hoarders, I don't know what you hoard, perhaps you hoard toy train sets. You've just got hundreds of toy train sets everywhere. The Google bots can't enter your house then they can't even rank your page. They can't even put your website on Google rankings. And this will result in a loss of traffic and potential revenue. And you might not think this is important, but one client I'm currently working with, in fact, they were the case study from last week. Um, I'm actually uncovering, uncovering more and more sort of technical issues as I go through the site with them. And it's amazing the increase we're seeing in revenue just from tidying up the site. So you might not think this affects you, but you know, Please listen today to the sort of beginner technical SEO things that you can do because it could have a really big effect on your website performance and organic performance, even if you don't think it will. Okay, shall we get started? Yes, please. Okay, here I go. So first of all, what I'm going to talk about is something that might come automatically on website, on your website, but I do see this actually quite a lot more than you think. HTTP versus HTTPS. And if you've ever entered a website and you get a warning saying, hey, this website is not secure, that's because they're not using HTTPS, okay? Not secure the connection and therefore a lot more vulnerable to hackers and viruses and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we're going to keep things really simple. But basically what you need to do is make sure your website has an SSL certificate. And in fact, you might not even need to do any more than just going onto your website and just type in your website's name. And does it come up with HTTPS at the start? If you can't see it, double click into the URL at the top of the search bar and it will appear if it's HTTPS or HTTP. Um, chances are you do have HTTPS because most platforms these days come automatically or it prompts you to buy your SSL certificate. Um, so don't worry about anything more than that. If you don't have that though, and you are getting that warning that your website isn't secure, then you do need to sort this out. And probably the easiest way to do it is type in your platform, i.e. say WordPress, go WordPress, um, or perhaps your hosting company, you're with your hosting company, type in your hosting company. So I don't know, um, Bluehost, Cinderhost is my favorite. So type in Cinderhost, how do I get HTTPS? And you'll get a lovely tutorial that show you how it doesn't need to be more complicated than that, guys. But that is one of the first things that Google looks for on a website to check. Is this website high quality? Is it technically sound and safe? So make sure you have HTTPS there. OK, so once you've got that out of the way, boom, number two on our list of technical SEO, talking about duplicate content. Um, and well, I guess we'll split this into two parts. So on your website, there are different addresses. There'll be www.youradress.https, um, and then it's got the little two dots and the forward slashes, www. So basically, you'll either have the www version or the non-www version. And this is just because back in the day when the world was first invented, I think it does actually stand for World Wide Web, that was just the way addresses were written. But as it's evolved over time, it's kind of implied, so you don't actually need the www. But what you do need to make sure on your website is that only one version is accessible. So the way you do this is by setting up a redirect 
Again, you might find that actually this is done automatically for you on your platform. The way you can test it is try typing in both www. and then try typing in without the www. and see if they come up kind of uh, if the address stays the same when the page loads, or does it redirect to the other type? And that way you can see if there is a redirect in place and only one access. Only one version is accessible. If there are two versions accessible, you will need to set up a redirect there for it. And this is important because if you don't have it there, then essentially you're saying to Google, "Hey, we've got two different versions of this site." So imagine if you had two different of your dirty houses versus clean houses. It's just going to be confusing to Google. They don't know what pages they're ranking. And this, for instance, is actually an issue on this client that I'm working with currently. They didn't have any of these things set up and. Basically, Google was sort of all over the shop. It didn't know which page to rank, so you're diluting the strength of each of your target pages. To, if kind of that makes sense, you want to only present one page. This is the page we want to push. Please only focus on this one. And the way you do that is making sure only one version of the page is accessible. Now, number three on our simple technical SEO tips. Page speed. Now, this is so important. I always talk about this on this podcast because it is so important. Speed is definitely a ranking factor, and when I say speed, I mean the time it takes for your page to load. Now, we could get complicated with this and go into all the different sort of um, uh, what do you call it? The ranking criteria. Hang on. <laughs> um, when you so first of all to test your page speed, go on to www. Or without the www dot, as we just uh, showed, it'll direct redirect you either way to pagespeed dot dev on Google, and Google will, and then type in your URL, and Google will give you a page speed score of your core web vitals. That's what it is. <laughs> That's the word I was looking for.、Um, so we could go into detail on all the different sections, but essentially, you just want the highest score possible. Now, again, if you are stuck on a platform—not stuck on a platform—if you've chosen to use a platform like Squarespace or Shopify,、um, they're lovely. They're very accessible, but they do tend to be slower. And the only kind of main way you can speed them up is either upgrading your level. So, if you're perhaps on basic, you might need to go to premium or something like that. Or you could actually maybe contact the Squarespace or Shopify, whatever people yourself,、um, developers, and ask a developer to help you actually to speed it up. That could be a good option if you've got a bit more cash in the bank. If you're on something like WordPress, then there are plenty of plugins like、um, uh, WP Rocket is a good one, which will automatically sort of minify your code as much as possible to make your code smaller. So there's less work for the robots to crawl through. It will also optimize your images automatically and help speed up.、Um, if you're something like WordPress and you've got your own hosting, or perhaps you've got a custom coded site and you also pay your own hosting company, then that's one of the fastest, best ways to speed up your website by changing your hosting company to ideally a hosting company that isn't as big because then you're not sharing. The hosting sort of resources with millions of other websites. It might just be a few hundred other websites,、um, and that's why sort of dedicated hosting or shared hosting. It's essentially you've got your own sort of data server for your website. If it's dedicated or shared, you'll share it with lots of other websites, and that's why it slows down. But you know, think of it like a bus versus a car. A bus is always going to be slower because there's lots of people on it. It's a lot bigger. It's harder. A lot more work to do versus a car zips along. Just got one person to worry about. We're also on、um, page speed. Let's also talk about 
is your mobile mobile friendly? Because Google actually looks at mobile pages to decide on ranking before it looks at desktop pages, which is kind of annoying if you're, you know, making your website yourself, because chances are you're probably designing your website on your computer or on your laptop. Um, and you don't actually think about what does it look like on a mobile until someone tells you, oh, hey, by the way, you're like, formatting on your mobile screen is completely off. Um, now, again, these days, most website builders, they do sort of automatically think about responsiveness, which is when it's called when it switches between screen sizes. However, that's not to say it's, it's not perfect. So while you're going along making your website or whenever you make a change in your website, use the tool or have a little tool where you can see what it would look like on a tablet, what it would look like on a different size screen, what it would look like on a mobile screen and do that. But also as you're going along, click save and then, you know, publish it, whatever, and then go check what it looks like on your mobile screen. Um, and this will make sure that the formatting is all fab. There's no sort of odd text all over the place. Or I see a lot of um, for, like where text overlaps and it just looks really messy and you can't read it. And I often think, yeah, that's because someone didn't check what it looked like on the mobile before they clicked publish and just left it there. So mobile friendly website is super important. Um, now, something else, I'm trying to keep this as simple as possible, um, but yeah, I'm sorry if it's not all as simple as it is normally is on this podcast. If you, for instance, are, because there are people that listen, listen to this podcast from all over the world. Um, if you've got a website that deals in different languages, good for you, but you do need to think about something called href lang tags. Now, this might get a bit more complicated and you will need to sort of study up on this if you're worried about href lang tags because you have got content in different languages or multiple versions of the same page in different languages, then you do need to worry about href lang tags. If you do, please get in contact with me and I can help you. Um, you know, I am an SEO, con SEO consultant. So yeah, we can definitely work out something there. So href lang tags are important. Um, now, remember what I said about duplicate content issues. And if you were listening to last week's episode, I did talk about this as well. Now, I, oh, I also talked, wasn't no, I talked about dead pages last week, I think, but they can also cause duplicate content issues. So for instance, on your website, you want to make sure you haven't got two copies of the same page live. You want to make sure you haven't got old pages, perhaps of an old promotion you were running. You don't have those live. You want to go through your whole website and make sure you're only the only pages that are live and can be indexed are the pages you want. So that means getting rid of old pages and duplicate pages and draft pages. Anything that you don't want Google seeing, make sure it's either not published, set to draft, deleted, or if you, it still needs to be live, you can set it to no index. And this is just asking Google, hey, we don't actually want this page to be indexed in Google so it won't show up in search results. That's all no index means. This is just because, again, we want to present to Google that lovely, sleek, little clean house where everything is in its place. The only you've got the only on, <laughs> on display are only the items you need to be on display. Imagine if you were a shop and you had items laid out that weren't actually for sale it would just be so confusing or you had old promotions running, you know, old posters up. It's kind of false advertising as well. Everything needs to be up to date and current to present to Google a high quality website. 
Something else you need to do on your website is make sure you don't have any broken links or broken pages. And now this is a very easy beginner step that anyone can do. You can also do this using tools um, like Ahrefs or SEMrush. Um, what is it, SEM? Most definitely SEM. That's always a debate in the SEO world. Do you say SEMrush or SEMrush for one of these tools? Personally, I don't really care. Um, but you can either use tools like this to do the work for you. But if you can't afford one of these tools, that's absolutely fine. Why don't you just do it manually, spend half an hour going through your website, clicking on the links and checking that everything works. If they do return a 401 code, that means an error code, you know, just go behind the back end and sort that link out so the link actually works. And again, this is just kind of presenting to Google that whole tidy, clean website where everything is organized and in its place. Okay, now I think that's enough for today because again, as always, I don't want to overwhelm you. All you need to remember about technical SEO is that it is just trying to make sure your website is clean, tidy, no broken links, no duplicate pages. Is your website as fast as possible? Is all the formatting there? Is it mobile friendly? Um, if you're working in multiple languages, are you using href lang tags? Um, things like, is your website secure to access? Is it using HTTPS? Is only www accessible. We could go more complicated and be like, oh, you know, is your site architecture, architecture correct? Um, what's your, you know, is your crawl budget being used efficiently? Efficiently is your your parent parameters on your URLs, your search parameters? Are they coming up with all different made up ones? Are they all being able to index? What's your robots text like? We could get really complicated, but let's not. Let's leave it at that. Okay. Um, as always, if you need some more SEO re SEO resources because you're starting, then please head to my website, theplansuccess.com, where I've got lots of free resources or follow me on Instagram and reach out. Say hi. I love hearing from you. That is all for today. All right. See you next time.